Welcome to the Capable Collective Podcast, a place for women who want to ditch the overwhelm and learn to run their business with ease. I'm your host, Ellie McBride, and I firmly believe that as women and non-binary folks, we work best as a collective. So together with my expert guests, we are sharing the tools, systems, and ethos behind a simple yet thriving business. This season, we will be talking all about making great content. From your website to social media, my guests and I are here to help you create content that attracts and engages your audience. Episodes drop on alternate Wednesdays, so make sure to subscribe to catch everyone. Ready to dive in? Let's go. Kirsten Martin is a leading Squarespace expert and an online business educator who helps service providers simplify their business tech so they can focus on working with their clients. Kirsten also publishes the popular Yuli Planner, an analog business planner specifically designed for digital entrepreneurs. As an HSP and empath, Kirsten's approach to teaching and running an online business is calm and gentle with a focus on delivering high quality content, service, and training. She advocates and practices kindness, integrity, and inclusivity. Kirsten is originally from Germany and lives in the Pacific Northwest with her American husband and fluffy gray cat. So today we have Kirsten Martin and Kirsten is a Squarespace expert. You'll have already heard the full bio, um, but I am just really excited to have her here with me. I've been on her newsletter forever um, and she has so much expertise to share with us. Hello. Hey, Ellie. It's so great to be here, you know, and uh, I, I really loved when I, uh, I came across you when someone on my Instagram shared about you and I, you know, looked you up and I was, oh, she is a person I need to be connected with, you know, so I was really happy when you reached out to me about the podcast. Thank you. No problem. It's really good to have you here. So are you ready for the rapid round? Uh, I think so. Yeah. All right. <laughs> So where are you from? So I'm originally, as you can tell by my accent, <laughs> from Germany, uh, from Cologne in Germany. But I did the opposite to you. I live in the U.S. now uh, and I live in Bellingham in Washington, which is about two hours north of Seattle, about an hour south of uh, Vancouver, um, B.C. So we're only 20 minutes away from the Canadian border, actually, which has been closed forever <laughs> at the moment, you know. Right. So unfortunately, yeah. But BC is beautiful, so you must, oh, it must be nice it's that gorgeous. in non-COVID yeah. times to just kind of nip over there. Oh, I love Vancouver. I, I used to live in Vancouver in my twenties, and so I still have a lot of friends up there actually. Um, so I haven't actually seen any of my friends in like a year and a half. And oh. uh, but this area is just so beautiful. Even here, you know, we I live in a seaside town, so we are on the ocean here too, and uh, we have islands and. We have a volcano, you know, our house volcano, I call it, you know, and, <laughs> which, you know, from Oregon, you might be used uh, used to that too. And um, yeah, it's just a beautiful part of the world. I have to say it really is. I know I miss, I miss home all the time. There's nothing like quite like the, Ireland is beautiful. Like I, I yeah. visited Ireland many, many times before I moved here. Yeah. I do love it here, but there's something so magical about the Pacific Northwest yeah. And the outdoor culture that kind of goes along with it there. Yeah, it's 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 really special, I have to say. You know, although I miss Europe, 
you know, so, you know, it's, <laughs> I know, I mean, I lived in England for 16 years, you know, and, and that I still consider that very much my home and, mm. uh, and, and I miss that a lot as well. So we're kind of nomads, right? I know <laughs> so. for people who've chosen to have our hearts split into multiple places. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So what are your preferred pronouns? She and her. And when did you start your business? In 2015. Yeah. So six years ago, almost six years ago. Yeah. It's wild how fast time flies because I'm coming up with my four-year mark. I'm just like, how, when? (laughs) I know. I know. I mean, it's crazy. And I'm, and that's actually one of your, you know, how did you start your business? So I'm totally an accidental entrepreneur, actually. Um, You know, so we, six years ago, we were uh, moving from the UK you know, to Bellingham. And uh, the idea was for me to, or the plan was for me to just get another job, you know, to get a new job. And, um, but in the transition, I designed a website for a friend of mine for her business. And uh, now I've been dabbling with uh, web design forever. You know, I've been a blogger since 2005 and I was always redesigning my websites. You know, Mm -hmm. it's like web design has always been my creative outlet. And I discovered Squarespace in 2008, and uh, so I've been using them actually at that point for quite a few years. And so I did her website on Squarespace, and it was a huge success. It actually changed her business overnight, which was amazing. And so I thought, oh, okay, that was fun. (laughs) Why don't I become a web designer (laughs) instead of looking for a job? And so I did, you know, we landed here in Bellingham. I, um, I actually rented an um, offsite office for the first year, which was the best decision I could have made because it put me in a business community, you know, so mm-hmm. there were lots of other businesses in that building and also in, in that part of town. So I really became embedded in that business community and that's how I got clients. And um, so that was actually a really, a really good idea. I'm, I used savings to do that, you know, to pay for the office rent. And um, that was one of the best investments I've actually made. So, and that's, that's how it all started. <laughs> Amazing. And what, if you don't mind me asking, what did you do before you guys moved over? Oh, well, I did a lot. <laughs> actually, <laughs> I have, I, I, you know, it's actually funny because it's only now looking back that I realized I've actually always been an entrepreneur at heart mm-hmm. um, because I've had many jobs. You know, I, I always wanted to travel. So I worked for the airlines for many years. I worked for Lufthansa. I was a flight attendant. I worked at Heathrow Airport. You know, I worked in their town office, which is where I got into technology. You know, so I worked with reservation systems. Then I was headhunted by an IT company. So I worked as a project manager in IT for a while. And um, then I got into corporate sales. And then when we moved, you know, then I met my husband, who's American. We moved to America. Then I worked for college here as a secretary for the German department, you know, for Amherst College in uh, in Massachusetts. And um, uh, then I managed a hotel. <laughs> And then I moved back to Germany, where I became the registrar of an international school. And just before we moved here, um, so then we moved also to England again for a little while. Um, This was always because of my husband's company. You know, they kept relocating us. Okay. uh, So in England, I was a travel agent, actually, (laughs) before... before we decided, we actually decided, we had what we called our radical rethink 
because this company was next going to move us to Asia. And we always wanted to come to the Pacific Northwest. That was always our dream, you know, to, to live here. Mm-hmm. So we decided, uh, so we were in England and they were, you know, going to move us to Asia. And we thought, you know what, that's it. You know, we're done. We, we want to like be the master of our own fate here. And so we both quit our jobs and took the modest savings that we had and relocated ourselves back to uh, America. And um, yeah, and the rest, as they say, is history. So I've done a lot of different things. Yeah. And, um, you know, so I've always been very customer focused. You know, I've always loved working with people and I've always loved technology. You know, so I always use technology to improve and streamline processes. And uh, my employers always loved that because every job I had, I always left in a far better shape than what I found. But yeah, when, once I kind of had, you know, uh, you know, put things in order, I was ready for the next uh, project, you know, and that's, <laughs> right. that's kind of why I moved around. But I always thought it's, it's interesting because I always also felt a little, oh, there's something wrong with me because why can I not stick to one career path? Mm. And I always felt a little jealous of like doctors and lawyers because they had such a straight, well, you think from the outside anyway, you know, a straight path. But now I realize that was actually all a good thing because all of this really, you know, merged into becoming an entrepreneur. I think this is why it was in a way so easy for me to do this Mm -hmm. because I had all that experience. So I just really fell into this and, and I I've been profitable from, from, from day one, really, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, so it's kind of nice, you know, how how it all came came together at last. <laughs> That's amazing. There's so many little points there. You did so much work in so many different industries. And so you had all that experience to draw on in creating your own business. But then you obviously had the resilience of like, you had to start your career essentially over and over and over again. And yeah. so entrepreneurship is not for the faint of heart. And no, so you had <laughs> kind of the the guts, I guess, to just like do that, um, along with all of your experience as a blogger and such, which is really, yeah. really cool. I mean, I think in a way, I mean, I have to say the internet is amazing. Uh, oh, yeah. and, uh, I mean, I, you know, and to be honest, I also look at my, my own mother, you know, she was actually the first entrepreneur in our family in her sixties, you know, and because of the internet, when, when she retired, you know, she always worked in, uh, you know, for, for companies and, when she retired, she always loved books. She always wanted to have a bookstore, you know, but she was a single mom of three kids. It just never quite happened, you know, and, but she was passionate about books. And so she started an Amazon bookstore and her living room was her bookstore. I mean, she had a whole huge wall full of books and uh, she'd go to flea markets and people would also give her books. Like, you know, if someone passed away, that whole collection would always go to Ula, you know. So for 10 years before she passed away, she ran a very successful Amazon bookstore. I always think that's amazing, you know, and it's it's really why I always say, you know, it's never too late to, to reinvent yourself and, um, you know, and to do something that you're really passionate about. Oh, I love that. I love that so much. <laughs> so speaking about what you're really passionate about, what do you love about your work and about what you do? Oh, many things. Um, I, I mean, I obviously love web design. You know, I'm, I'm very passionate about design. 
Now, I was never sure in the past, you know, whether I really want to do it. It's, it's one thing to be, have a passion and to enjoy it for yourself, but to actually do it for other people, you know, can, can be a little tricky. Yeah. But I have to say with web design, that was never really an issue because I think I developed my own style and that's what people were drawn to. So I have never really had a lot of um, friction with my clients, you know, who would say, oh, they wanted something completely different because they knew kind of what they were getting when they came to me and they liked it, you know, they, they were drawn to it. So I was able to, to, to design, you know, still in my, in my own kind of signature style, if you want, you know, obviously make it, you know, customize it for the client, you know, so that's, that it's unique to them. But yeah, you know, so, so being able to actually uh, design professionally was amazing, but I also love teaching um, in my um you know, professional life, I have actually ran workshops a lot, you know, like in my corporate career, I used to be a workshop facilitator. And I always really enjoyed that. And I always loved the idea of being an expert at something. So I became a Squarespace expert because I love Squarespace and have been using them for a long time. I was on version five still, you know, oh, wow, I started yeah. out. Yeah, I still remember version five. To be an expert in something that I love doing, is, is fantastic. I still get to work with people, which I really enjoy. And uh, I also love, of course, the entrepreneur lifestyle. I love, I mean, I work a lot, you know, so let's not, a friend of mine once said, you can either work eight hours for someone else or 24 hours for yourself, <laughs> you know, and that's kind of true. But I love the flexibility though. Mm -hmm. I, I really love the flexibility and freedom because if it's, you know, like today is a beautiful day, so if I want to go for a bike ride along the sea this afternoon, I can, you know, unless I have an appointment, of course. But I have that flexibility, of course, because I don't do one-on-one -on -one work anymore. Um, so I sell my courses at any point, you know, so my business was still ticking along. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, but I wouldn't have been able to do this like in the first year of offering online courses, I don't think, you know, because I had to build it up to, to the point where it is now. Uh, you know, I've been doing it for almost, uh, well, for five years, I've been teaching online now. I used, I did both for a long time, you know, one-on-one -on -one and courses. Um, but now it is at a point where I can do that. I can step back for a little bit and, and my business doesn't fall apart. So that is really what I love about it, you know, is, is just the freedom and the flexibility, which I know you completely understand. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, on the back of I'm on the back of end of having just gone to America for six weeks and totally like I did very, very light work while I was there. I outsourced almost everything in my business. And aside from the two web design projects I had while I was over there for six weeks. And but even there, you know, that's the beauty of that too. So even if you still have work, but you can be wherever you want to be. So mm -hmm. you can still travel, you know. Yeah. I mean. There's really a magic to that, you know, that that is, I mean, there's a lot of crap on the internet these days, unfortunately, but, <laughs> uh, but I really love it for, for how it has enabled so many of us to, to create these kind of lives for ourselves. Yeah. yeah. And I think that as we become a more like global society, right. I probably, if I, if it weren't for the way the world is, I wouldn't have probably married my husband because well, yeah. we met on Tinder. So let's start with that. And then, That's great. I met my husband online on a dating site too. And then, I love that. Yeah. And then we wouldn't have been able to keep in touch doing distance very well if it weren't for the internet. Yeah. And then I moved here and was like, 
yeah, I need to be able to go home more. This is hard. Um, And so I started a business. So talking about how we make it a little bit easier, I want to talk about what help you have in your business. I mean, I do do a lot of a lot myself, I have to mm-hmm. say, you know, but of, of course, having systems and technology in place helps me do that, you know. And mm-hmm. uh, so when I started out, obviously, using Squarespace is, is an easy to use platform. Uh, so I, you know, so I've had my own Squarespace website for ages. Mm-hmm. And then also when I did one-on-one work, I very uh, I was an early doctor of 17 hats, which is uh, like Dubzado and Honeybooks. You know, there, there's a lot of other systems, but they were kind of the first ones back then, you know, who um, to help you with your client management. So I automated a lot of stuff, you know, contracts, quotes. I had workflows set up in there um, for communications. And it really made managing stuff very easy. And uh, I, I loved it. Uh, I also, at the time, did my bookkeeping through 17 Hats. You know, they have a bookkeeping feature. Yeah, so I probably, I think in my second or third year, I did hire a contractor to help me with uh, websites in the background. You know, so he did a lot of like the making sure that all the loose ends were tied up, you know, and um, he helped a little bit with CSS stuff and all that. But I did and still I, I still do to an extent a lot myself. Yeah. And, and it is because I utilize technology, you know, and it's also why I love Squarespace because Squarespace, since the early days, when they were really just a website builder, they have grown to this all-in-one platform and so I do my email marketing through Squarespace I do my scheduling for my ask me anything sessions uh, through Squarespace I do so much you know through my website it's uh, yeah my my courses you know I host all of my courses on my Squarespace website always have done and now that we have member areas you know right. it, it makes it uh, so much easier I used to just have a password protected page, uh, page but now, you know, so I love that. It, it just makes my life a lot easier. Um, but as I have grown, there does come a point where you, where, where you can't do everything yourself, you know. So, uh, so, of course, you know, for instance, on the finance side, I have an accountant and I have had an accountant from the beginning. Uh, I do my own bookkeeping, though. I, I tried hiring <laughs> bookkeepers. But the ones that I found at the time, they didn't really understand online businesses. Mm. And it, it was a bit of a disaster, I have to say. I tried two local people here and it really didn't work out. But then I so I taught myself how to use QuickBooks online. Uh, and there's a fantastic extension called Greenback. They, although they're, they're, they're rebranding, so they might be called something else now, Dext or something, I think. Uh, that basically pulls all the transactions from Squarespace um, because I sell everything through Mm -hmm. my Squarespace website. Uh, It pulls it uh, into QuickBooks. It separates the transaction fees for PayPal and Stripe, which was the important thing. It's perfect. I mean, my bookkeeping is, it used to take me hours and now it takes me minutes. Yeah. I like having that control still, you know, Uh, I mean, I could probably outsource it to someone else now, but I still like doing it. So that really helped. But I also have a studio manager now because last year things were just getting a little too much. And I realized, you know, because I get a lot of emails and there's a lot of customer service, which has always been very important to me, a good customer service. So I, uh, it's actually a friend of mine as well. And uh, Shona, you know, who 
who lives in Scotland <laughs> and <laughs> um, and she she is amazing you know I mean she does so many things for me and uh, she helps me get organized stay organized and keeps me on track with things we have strategy sessions uh, we have weekly check-ins and she does a lot of my blog, you know, like I, for instance, I, I do blog interviews, you know, with other entrepreneurs. So she organizes all of that for me, which is fantastic. And uh, she, you know, deals with my emails. So that I have to say, I think when you get to a certain point, I'm always, you know, I think as, as, as a solo entrepreneur, we kind of like, you know, working for ourselves, mm -hmm. right? And, and I never wanted to, for instance, I always knew I didn't want to have an agency, I didn't want to manage people. I've done that in my corporate life and I never really enjoyed it that much. And, you know, I don't want to be respons so responsible for employees and all of that. Right. Maybe one day I will change that attitude, you know, because I can also see if you want to scale, uh, which is what I'm looking at right now. If you want to scale, you do need a team. So it's something I am considering, you know, but right now um, just having, if you just have a really good VA, you know, or studio manager, like I do, that can also go a long way. Yeah, definitely. And, and help a lot, you know, and then I also have Chris Schwartz Edmiston, who is a CSS expert. Uh, I've hired him to, to help in my group, you know, so I have a Facebook group for my students and it's great, you know, because I mean, I love CSS. I, I, I even had a CSS course at some point, but I also realized, you know, I love using it. I don't love teaching it. Mm. <laughs> and that I have to say that has been, that is such a lifesaver and, and, and such a weight of, of my shoulders, you know, to, yeah. uh, and I have to say my people are very good at helping each other as well in the group, which, which is wonderful because you don't want to be the only person who does that, you know, so right. if you have a group, don't do that, you know, make sure that people are engaged with each other as well from the beginning. Yeah. Know? And thankfully my, my students are. Yeah. I think that's really important. I think sometimes building community online is something that I've quite struggled with, but I think like, it's not a nut that I've cracked, but if you do, it's really, it can be really, really helpful. Yeah. So I, I think between using the right kind of systems, you know, so there's a lot of technology that can help you manage your business. Mm -hmm. And then just having the right kind of people in the right place. And that can really allow you to, to run a business uh, in a way that it's also always a really good experience for your clients, you know, because ultimately for me, it's always about my clients or nowadays my students. Um, I want them to have a good experience. Absolutely. I think that people don't really care if you can do a good job. I mean, obviously they want you to go do a good job but they care how they feel during the process. And yeah. if you do an amazing job, but working with you is an, is an unpleasant experience, they're not going to refer you on. So you have to make sure the experience of working with you is amazing. I know. I mean, I actually have been at the other end of that. In the very beginning, I hired a graphic designer uh, to do my logo. And she was someone that followed for a long time. She was a really good designer. And I loved I just loved everything she does. And I have to say the process of working with her, it, it, the, the design didn't quite work out and she refused to get on the phone. This was actually before we had Zoom. We had Skype in those days, but uh, <laughs> uh, she just only did everything by email. And for me, when you have a bit of a um, touchy situation, I, I don't like to do that by email. 
And um, I, I like to speak to people then, you know, mm -hmm. I need to speak to you at least on the phone if you don't want to do um, video. And she just didn't want to do that. She just refused to do that. And so the whole process just fell flat at that point. And, and I actually then fired her and right. halfway through the project because it wasn't a good customer service experience for me, you know. I mean, she is a wonderful person. She was, she is a really good designer and, uh, you know, graphic designer. And so I was really heartbroken because I really had wanted to work with her for so long. And, mm. uh, but yeah, the, the customer experience completely fell flat. Right. Which, which is a shame, but you know what? We all learned from that, you know. I mean, I certainly learned from that too. And, and that's what we do. We cannot be afraid, you know, to, to, to have difficult situations because you will in business. <laughs> Absolutely. Business. I really don't like conflict. But I have learned that sometimes I have to um, accept conflict and I have learned to manage it. So that was probably one of the biggest lessons actually in running my own business because I now don't have a boss I can go to. Hey, I'm having this problem with this customer. Can you please deal with this? You know, I can't do that. I have to deal with it now. And um, so that's been an interesting uh, learning experience, you know. I think entrepreneurship really forces you to face yourself. Yes. Oh, and my if gosh, you have so any true. outstanding drama going on inside, you really <laughs> got to deal with it because it, it will rear its ugly head in one way or another in your business. Yeah, that's so true. All right. So today we're here to talk about websites and website content specifically. So tell people what it takes to have content that attracts people to their website. So of course, when you want to attract people to your website, they have to find your website first, mm -hmm. right? You know, so, so there's actually a step before that, but you need to create the website first before you can address that step, which is a lot of times SEO. Mm -hmm. uh, so I'm always very um, passionate about, you know, you need to take care of your SEO. But when people get to your website, you want to obviously, yes, attract them and keep them there and make them feel, oh, this is what I'm looking for. There are many ways to do this, you know, as you know, I mean, there are many, you know, people have different design aesthetics, uh, different styles, but I feel there are always some very basic features, you know, and, and, and pages that you need, you know, so my thing has always been, I wanted to feel welcoming, you know, the website has to feel welcoming. The messaging has to be on point, you know, so when people land, they have to feel, okay, this is addressing what, what I need. So let's have a look. Let's, let's see what this person does, you know, but there's a lot to do with, um, I mean, websites are very visual and I actually feel, I mean, content is very important, but to be honest, people have such short attention spans these days, unfortunately, they rarely actually read everything. It, it can be, you know, as great as, as it can be, but if, if visually it's not presented in a, an appealing way, which is why often sales pages, I, I, I see sometimes sales pages, for instance, of copywriters who are amazing at writing, but they're not amazing at presentation. You know? right. So they have this, this amazing content on their, on their sales pages but it just falls flat on the design. And so people leave because you have to grab the attention with the visuals, you know, which is a combination of 
of imagery, of photos, using photography, um, of uh, using styling options. Um, uh, like in Squarespace, you have, we have all the different headings now that you can use and of using things like columns, you know, uh, don't have these paragraphs that are like really wide, you know, on a, on a, on a desktop screen. A website or web page should not read like a book. My friend and fellow designer, Christy Price, she said it, it has to read more like an outline you know, so that you have the, the highlights in there that kind of tell the story. Mm-hmm. And actually, storytelling is important in web design. Your website should tell your journey. It should tell the story. You know, so it's a combination of, um, you know, imagery, of styling the text and the content, you know, using little graphics, for instance, is great. And visually leading people down the page so that they stay engaged, you know, and Mm -hmm. then have really clear call to action points of what to do next, you know, where to go next to find out more information, which ultimately will lead to your service or your product and help people to get to know you. So, so I feel, you know, in design, the basics really is have good high quality images have a good flow on your web page and use styling options like headings and columns to create that and have your call to action points, you know, that take people, you know, through your website, you know, and then, you know, you'll be set. Yeah, absolutely. Infuse your personality, you know, don't be afraid of that. I have to say to this date, I have not had a professional photo shoot of myself, you know. Most images of myself on my website, there aren't that many, you know, uh, they are selfies (laughs) or I think I have one that was taken, uh, the one on my homepage that was taken as part of, you know, you know, I have this planner, I have an analog planner that I sell and I did a photo shoot for the planner, but the photographer also took a couple of pictures of me. So I'm using one of those. So I know some people really struggle with that they feel shy they feel so don't worry I mean you should have photos of yourself absolutely Mm -hmm. and they should be nice ones but you know don't don't worry too much about it you can have a friend take really good iPhone photos of you that will work you don't have to have yourself in a banner for instance Um, but put your personality into it you know and um, and make sure you have the right kind of pages at the minimum you want your homepage. You absolutely want an about page and make the about page about you, not about your client. That's what I see a lot. A lot of about pages are all about, oh, you are here because you have this problem, this problem, this problem. And then at the bottom, oh, and I can help you with that. doesn't work like that. I don't think. I want to learn about you. I want to know who you are. What's your mm. story? What are your credentials? Uh, you know, why are you the right person for me? Why should I trust you? Right. Your blog post on this the other day was very much kind of nail on the head where it's, it is about you, but it's about why you're the right person for them. Exactly. Why are you, why should I trust you, you know, to help me with this problem that I have? Mm -hmm. So you can, of course, mention that on your about page, you know, like here is how I help people. Here's what I help people with, but really the pain points and all of those things they should be on the services page, mm-hmm. you know, uh, or work with me page or, you know, whichever, or on your sales page, you know, that is where you go more into all the pain points, you know, but about, it's like online dating, you know, if you see a dating profile that says, 
oh, are you a lonely heart? And uh, do you feel, uh, you know, do you sit alone at home uh, in the evenings and, uh, you know, drown your sorrows in wine and cookies? And uh, I, I get you, I understand you and uh, let me whisk you away. I'm the prince for you. And oh my gosh, no, you haven't told me anything about you. You've just been smarmy and, and whatever, you know, and uh, no, that would not attract me to you. You know, I want you to tell me about you when I go to, to the about page, you know, mm. anyway, so I'm quite, as you can tell, I'm quite passionate about the about page and, uh, you know, have a contact page, have a scheduling page. If you work one-on-one -on -one, use automation, you know, so for instance, in Squarespace, use the scheduling feature, which is actually acuity. Mm -hmm. I don't find it, it's, it's not that easy to set up, I have to say. Um, I always found Acuity a little overwhelming when I first got into it, but it's very powerful. Once you kind of know your way around it, it can do so much. It's it actually can do really, so much, you're right. It's, it's an amazing scheduling uh, feature. It really is, you know, so it's, it's worth spending that time, you know, learning it. Yeah, and I think where acuity is way stronger over something like Calendly is where it can do so much more. It's not just a scheduling tool. You can do payment yeah. plans. You can book packages. You can yes. teach classes. Like it's great yeah. for yoga teachers. Like I have a yeah. lot of yoga teachers I work with and it's great because they can do installments and all these other things. It's not yeah. just, I'm going to book a one-to-one -one call. Exactly. And, and, and that really is where the power is, you know, and even like I know I have coaching clients, you know, who use Acuity for their contracts, you know, so they mm -hmm. just have that form and people have to agree to it before they make a book a session, you know, so uh, yeah, it's extremely powerful. So utilize that because, you know, it, it, it again, it's, it's all about automation and makes things easier, you know, so for instance, uh, you know, I have these ask me anything sessions. I don't do anything upfront. I have my page for it. I have the book button. People book it. They pay right there and then. So all I do is I get the email. Oh, someone has booked this session, you know, and that's, you know, so I don't have to do any upfront work. You know, I don't have to do emails back and forth. When is a good time for you, you know, <laughs> to meet? Automate. Whatever you can automate, you should absolutely automate yes. and you can, and you can do that on your website. I think when I was a tech virtual assistant, I realized a lot of people have this fear on, of spending money on automation tools. Yeah, They get like really weirded out about spent. They're like, how much does that cost? Because if I were to tell you what I spend on my software in my business, just software, people would yeah. probably be mind boggled. But do you know how much time it saves me? How much time yeah. I get to spend yeah. with my husband or out walking or out in the sun that I'm not doing admin. It's yeah. very, very much worth it. And it also helps you grow your business because, mm -hmm. you know, because again, it's a time saver and it also for the customer, it makes it really easy because the customer mm -hmm. doesn't want to do back and forth stuff either. You know, yeah. they just want to go, they want to do it there and then. And, and you, you touch on something important too, the cost of doing business. I see that a lot, you know, where people really try to skimp and to, I get it. You know, if you're starting out, you know, you, you usually don't have a lot of money to spend, which is why for me, I always talk about the safety net, you know, I always feel when you start out as an entrepreneur, you should have a safety net um, because mm -hmm. you don't want to spend from day one all your time worrying about making enough money, you know, to, to pay your rent and for food and all that. So make sure first you have your safety net, which could either be savings and you can invest part of those savings, for instance, in technology, 
or a partner, you know, who has a job, or it can be a part-time job. There's various ways to do this, you know, but don't skimp. There is a cost to doing business. And to be honest, running an online business is still a whole lot cheaper <laughs> than having a brick and mortar business. Oh, yeah. I mean, a lot cheaper. And there's a lot more you can do with it. So don't, you know, do your research, you know, and, and find out what you need. But then have a budget for your technology from day one. Make sure you have a budget for it. Mm-hmm. So if you were to recommend a couple of tools that would help people to have outside of Acuity, that would help people to have more engaging website content. So other than Squarespace and Acuity, but maybe places to find some of the images or graphics that you're talking about to kind of keep things um, visual or any ideas of where to find layout ideas or things like that that help people around that? So, yeah. So, I mean, for um, thankfully, stock photography is great these days. It used to be very cheesy, but now like with Unsplash, for instance, um, you know, which is still my go-to stock photography uh, place, actually. And uh, I also like Getty Images or iStockphoto. That's the um, like the cheaper part of uh, of Getty. Uh, They're both built into Squarespace, you know, so it's kind of a no-brainer. So definitely have a look at those. Uh, people like to use Pinterest for visuals. I'm personally not that much of a Pinterest fan. I find it very overwhelming. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, I mean, I, you know, when I design, I, I just design straight on the page, actually. I don't really do mock-ups or anything. Uh, so what I often do is I go to Unsplash or iStock Photo. I select images or on Unsplash. Even though I can download them in Squarespace, I actually often download them to my computer first. Uh, and have a folder so that I can see, you know, what's what. And then I start putting it on the web page. And then also technology-wise, there's a lot of great plugin stores, you know. So if you need an extra feature, like an accordion feature, for instance, on your website, um, or you want to have different layouts, you know. Um, I mean, for instance, I really love where you have like a, a full page, you know, like an image and then a text block next to that like a Mm -hmm. side-by-side layout. And, um, you know, so there are places where you can get these, you know, there's a lot of great plugins. And like my favorites are, uh, I have three favorites for that, which is ghost uh, plugins and uh, SQSP themes. Yes. And also Chris. Chris actually has really good plugins too. So definitely have a look at that. There are also little things, to be honest, to make, like I have this, little tool in my like Chrome. I always use Chrome for design Mm -hmm. and uh, Chrome extensions, you know, so one really good Chrome extension is squarewebsites.com. For instance, if you want to copy websites, they make that very easy. Yes, They have also added, like you can create tables, for instance, on your web page, you know, they have a table Mm -hmm. feature, they have a ton of stuff. And they are really, you know, certainly for designers, they're really worth it. Yeah. I think it's a must have for every designer. But there's another little lifty one that I love and it's, yeah, format saver, you know, so it's a little saver uh, extension. So it's just a win. So I click on it and it pops open a window and I just have text in there. And I put my code snippets in there that I use most often. So for instance, my horizontal lines or my uh, little arrows. 
So I have those code snippets right in that. So I literally just go click on that button, copy and paste immediately. I don't have to go to another app or I don't have to open another window or anything. I love that, you know. That is it's great. Just, it's, it's just a little tool, you know. I mean, there's a lot of tools. And I, I mean, if, if, if that's okay, if I mention that, you know, I actually have um, a very popular toolbox page Yay. where I mention a lot of this stuff. And um, uh, so it's just kirstenmartin.com forward slash toolbox. So um, there, is, there are links to all the um, plugin stores, but there's also legal resources in there. And there, there are a lot of bits and pieces, you know. I mean, another thing that really helps me that I love using is uh, I, I'm on a Mac. I use Apple Notes. Yeah. I use that with my VA, actually. You know, we just have a note with checkpoints and that's our running conversation. And it works great. I love it. You know, and you have folders and subfolders. It's really great for organizing. It's simple, though. It's very simple. I don't need all the bells and whistles for this. I don't need an Asana or, or that, you know, at least at this point. I can see Asana if you have a team. Absolutely. You know, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm, I'm all about simplicity. You know, I tried a lot of those uh, productivity tools. But ultimately, I just used, you know, Apple Notes and and with my clients, I just use Dropbox. But also, you know, important, find what works for you, you know, and, and, uh, you know, and I know places like Asana are great. I mean, many people use them for, for reason, because it's very good. It helps you get organized. I mean, you know, and for the website, you know, ultimately there is a lot you can do in Squarespace already. You know, Mm -hmm. I mean, you can actually design a beautiful website even without any plugins or without any custom CSS, just by using really stunning images and by making use of all the built-in design features. Definitely. So it, it, it is absolutely possible. And that's the beauty of Squarespace. You don't actually necessarily need a lot of additional stuff, you know, to create a beautiful website. Right. But if you are looking for, say, visuals, we've talked about Unsplash and we've ta- and I personally use Creative Market quite a lot to find just the right thing. Creative Market is, is great for icons and and. I like also Noun, uh, the Noun project. I love that for mm-hmm. uh, simple icons. I use Flat Icon a lot too. Oh yeah, that's great too. Yeah. And yeah, so there's places to get these graphics. Canva, of course, you can create them all Let's in Canva. Forget about Canva. <laughs> exactly. I don't think anybody. I don't think I've had a podcast episode yet that Canva doesn't get mentioned in. Uh, yeah, and you know, it's funny because I, when Canva first started, I, I used it, but I wasn't quite. I don't know. I didn't quite take to it, but partly because the PNGs weren't quite as crisp as when I designed them in um, like Illustrator. And um, so I thought, uh, I don't know. But now I revisited Canva and they've become a lot better. And now I use it all the time. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm glad you mentioned that because um, Canva is actually great. And it's, it's, it's a really easy way to like I do a lot in Canva now that I used to do it with CSS and I think well no I can just create that image with that border and that shape I can just do that in Canva you know and I don't need complicated CSS code for this uh yeah so Canva is actually a huge one because you don't have to be a graphic designer to use it either no they've got gorgeous templates and it's super easy to use even easier when you have the pro version 
So we've got just a little bit of time left. Tell me about your biggest win in business so far. Well, I I think it's actually just kind of growing my business the way it has, you know, and, and I don't know if there is, there's so many little things as well, you know, so, so starting to do online courses and, you know, and they've, they've done really well. So I guess there's, you know, uh, I mean, if you look at financial terms, I mean, I've, I'm in my fourth six figure year uh, with that. I think also being a recognized Squarespace expert, you know, also with Squarespace, you know, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a circle leader, you know, and I, I talk regularly to them, you know, to have established myself as this expert, which is something yeah. I always talked about all my life. I just want to be an expert at something. Yeah. And you really are like you beta tested members areas. You do workshops yeah. in the circle for other community members like myself that are designers. It's really, really yeah. cool. Yeah. So, so I think that that is, 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 is great. And, you know, having built a really nice community, I, I actually still don't have a huge audience, um, certainly not compared to, to other people in, in our space. Uh, but it's, it's a really nice community. You know, I love my community and, and not just students also, you know, fellow designers, you know, other entrepreneurs and, um, you know, I'm in a couple of mastermind groups and um, I, I, I mean, I just love what I call mingling, you know. So so I don't know if there is a one big win, you know. Well, maybe one of the things also is creating a planner, you know. I mean, I, you know, created my own planner because I decided I never could quite get the planner that I wanted. So one day I thought, well, why don't I create my own? <laughs> Amazing. And hence, maybe that is actually one of my biggest wins. I'm, I'm really proud of this little planner and it has a very dedicated fan base now. It's not a huge thing. I first thought, oh, I, I'll, I had all these ideas for creating a planner business, but I also realized, actually, I don't want to have a retail business. Mm-hmm. So I just print a, a very limited edition of this every year because I have these fans uh, of the Yuli planner, but you know, it's not something that will ever grow to something really big. Right. You're not going to be in all the bookshops and no, on Amazon no, and all no, the places. No, like. I'm not. I'm not. You know, because, <laughs> you know, because I, I, I did try, I did talk to Leuchtturm. Uh, I did actually talk to someone there a few times um, because I wanted to see if they would take it on and as part of their range. And they were interested, but it wasn't quite the right time, you mm-hmm. know? So, um, and that's fine. You know, I figured, well, I tried, I tried to go big with it. Uh, it didn't work out and that's okay. Because I think that also made me realize, actually, I don't want to have a retail business. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I prefer to do online services. I love online courses, you know? And what would you say has been your biggest mistake or learning experience in running your business? Well, I mean, you, you, you make mistakes, you know, and, and um, I, I think definitely, well, I don't know if they're mistakes really, you know, I, I think they're just, you make decisions, uh, which at the time you don't really know that they're not going to go work out. So for instance, the experience I had with the graphic designer also, um, you know, having a, a couple of times I fired clients because uh, they were not a good fit and uh, they ulti- they did not respect my process. 
you know, so I learned a lot about setting boundaries, actually, you know, so maybe mm. the mistake I have made is that I try to spread myself too thin. Uh, I try to I say yes more than I should do, you know, or have done, you know, um, because I like to help people. So that is something that I've, I've had some hard lessons around saying yes when I should have said no. So now I have a bit more awareness around that, you know, and, and boundaries. Boundaries, you know, as a business owner are so important. And I feel like in a way that brings us sort of full circle because one of the easiest ways to set boundaries is to use a scheduler. So you only take calls at a specific time. Yes, that's right. That and removing your inbox from your phone, <laughs> removing your emails <laughs> from your phone and only checking them when you're at your desk. I know, I know, I know. You have to set a lot of boundaries with yourself, you know, <laughs> yes. and uh, yes, I know that that's, that's great. I love that. <laughs> and are you working on anything exciting right now? Uh, I am actually, yes, um, because I'm always, I'm, right now I'm looking at how can I scale my business, you know, because one thing, and this might be interesting for some people in your audience, who are looking at maybe productizing more, you know, who are maybe looking at offering online courses, for instance, when you don't have a huge audience yet, you know, because one thing I've realized is because my audience isn't that big, I can sell to my audience. So I have to keep creating new products, you know, because you exhaust that pool at some point of available customers. And that's basically what I've done for the last few years. I've created new courses every year and, and my existing audience buys them and which is great you know thank you so I really appreciate that I have a very loyal um, customer base actually which which is nice so I am looking at you know scaling I'm looking at things like evergreen funnels um, and one thing I'm doing is for next year I'm really going to simplify um, what I offer and now we know teaching Squarespace um, because Squarespace have now adopted this iterative design approach where they make changes all the time. It constantly changes, yeah. I know, which is really not easy as a as an educator to keep up with, you know. Mm -hmm. So um, I used to update my courses that needed updating like twice a year, but now I, I find that doesn't work anymore. So I'm actually reworking what I do, and I you're the first one where I'm going to mention it. Um, so I will launch a new program next year called Simple Start. And Simple Start is all about helping uh, new business owners, uh, service providers, especially, uh, for instance, coaches who are just out of coaching school and, oh, I need a website. I need a website. I don't know where to start. I don't know what to do. So in Simple Start, uh, I will um, you know, teach you how to design your own website and also how to set up your scheduling, how to set up your email marketing. And it's going to be all in Squarespace. Um, because Squarespace is this amazing all-in-one platform. Mm -hmm. So, you know, and then there will be a Simple Biz, which is my business course for online entrepreneurs, you know, how to start and set up your business. That's all about the logistics and marketing and all that. And Simple Scale is going to be actually a course that I already have. So that's just going to be a rebranding. Uh, about um, how to um, use member areas and how to create an online course. And it's the whole process from uh, having your, you know, um, your teaser page uh, to drum up interest uh, to sales promotions. You know, I address the whole uh, cycle. And, uh, but Simple Start is going to be my, my new uh, program 
specifically aimed at uh, you know newish business owners or people who just want to simplify their business. I am all about simplifying things. Yes. You know? That that is, you know, if you want to remember me for anything, it's yeah, Kirsten is all about keeping things simple and 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 streamlined and easy and mm-hmm. enjoyable, you know. Let's 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 not forget the joy in business. Yes. And that's why I like Squarespace, you know, because it's actually enjoyable using that platform. And unless, you know, they keep making changes. <laughs> <laughs> That, that's that's a bit frustrating at times, you know, but uh, we deal with it, you know, so uh, yeah, so so watch out for that. Uh, I have a tentative date of 2-22-22. Oh, <laughs> that's that. very cool. Because two is my favorite number. So I thought, I don't know if I'll be ready by then, but so it's tentative, you know, but that's, that's my goal, you know, to launch that. Uh, Amazing. That well, thank you for joining us. Tell people where they can find you. On my website, that's always the best place, kirstenmartin.com. And Kirsten is spelled K-E-R-S-T-I-N and then M-A-R-T-I-N. And then you can also find me on Instagram. I I share a lot about my daily life on Instagram. It's Mm -hmm. not that business focused, actually, my Instagram. No, it's a lot about your flying and your... Flying, my food, my my weight loss journey, (laughs) my forever weight loss journey. And uh, yeah, so uh, again, Kirsten Martin on Instagram. uh, Those are the two best places to find me. Perfect. And I'll make sure those are in the show notes too. Yeah. Well, thank you you so much for joining us today and sharing all that wisdom around your website and around business simplification and automation. Um, Those are a lot of my favorite topics. So (laughs) it's been a really fun conversation for me. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Thank you so much for inviting me. This was great. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Capable Collective podcast. I really hope you enjoyed this episode and have gotten value from it. If you did, please subscribe on your chosen listening platform. And if you happen to be listening over on Apple Podcasts, please take a moment to leave a review. It helps other people to find and trust this podcast and it would mean the world to me. This episode was edited by Emily Crosby Media. She's amazing to work with and if you are looking to start a podcast or for some practical media solutions, definitely check her out. Thank you so much again. Have a great day.